Wedgwood Christian Services is a place where hope and healing meet. As you navigate life's challenges, know that you are not alone. Hi, I'm Hillary Kirkendall, Marketing and Communications Coordinator for Wedgwood Christian Services, and these are the stories of real people who work at, learn from, and grow through the nationally accredited, faith-based nonprofit. These are Wedgwood's Coffee Break Conversations. Addiction does not discriminate, and it's an issue wreaking havoc on our communities. But Carrie Schulte, a clinical supervisor for Wedgwood's Substance Use Disorder Treatment Services, sees hope for recovery and lives transformed through the dedication and compassion of her team. Today, Carrie and I sit down for a conversation about what makes Wedgwood special, the widespread nature of addiction, and how we are coming alongside kids, adults, and families across West Michigan on their road to recovery. Hello, and thank you so much for being here today for this Coffee Break Conversation. I'll let you introduce yourself and share a little bit about what you do here and how long you've been with Wedgwood. Uh, My name is Carrie Schulte, and I have worked at Wedgwood for 10 years now. Um, I started in the residential homes, and now I work in the substance use disorder department. I supervise a lot of the department with, with another supervisor. Great. So what brought you to Wedgwood initially? Well, my mom has worked at Wedgwood for about 40 years, so (laughs) I kind of say it's, you know, kind of part of who I am Mm -hmm. and who I've always been, and so I kind of grew up with this knowledge of Wedgwood and what Wedgwood was and the people that Wedgwood helped, and I just kind of always had this desire to help, too, and Mm -hmm. Wedgwood was always the place that I wanted to do that because of my mom's legacy here as Mm -hmm. well. That's great that you, you kind of grew up here a little, I guess. I did. I have a lot of stories of, like, running through the halls as a child and, um, you know, like, bringing Pastor Arlen cookies and mm-hmm. playing in the gym. And, you know, so I really did grow up here, and it's a really great place to be a part of the broader family. So what do you think makes Wedgwood such a special place? I think that Wedgwood is a, such a unique place because... They help such a wide range of people, and I think traditionally people always thought of Wedgwood as kids and adolescents, and um, Wedgwood is so much more than that now, and Mm -hmm. we help so many people, and we do it with this faith-based lens, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is really cool, and I think that it's really defining for who Wedgwood is, but also the people who work here, and so I think it's a really unique place to be a part of. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So Wedgwood Substance Use Disorder Treatment Services, or SUD, offer a comprehensive continuum of care across West Michigan. Can you explain what you and your team do to provide support for those who are dealing with substance use? Yeah, so we are currently in nine counties, and we work with kids, adolescents, adults, families. Um, We're really here to support the individual, the family, whoever is dealing with substance use. We're there for them. So we have individual treatment. We have groups. We have IOP, which is an intensive outpatient group. Um, We do medicated assisted treatment for people who are dealing with an opiate addiction. Um, We really, we offer case management for people who have that tangible need along with their addiction. We do recovery coaching, um, which is a person who also deals with addiction and they can kind of come alongside of that person with lived experience. So we do offer a really wide range of services for people so that we can come around them and really rally with them in their road to recovery. Mm-hmm. And because it is such a journey, you need different things at different points 
mm-hmm. on your road to recovery. Yeah, so when you first come into recovery, you're probably going to have a lot more tangible needs and a lot more need for recovery coaching just to stabilize. Um, and then when you get further in your recovery, you're going to want to break down further, like, why did I start using in the first place and how can I prevent myself from using in the future? Are there some trends that you're seeing within SUD services? Like, is there a certain substance on the rise? Is there a particular age group addiction is affecting? Or is there like a reason you're seeing that's common for people to start using? Yeah, so I really believe that addiction does not discriminate. I think that it affects anyone and everyone. And I think that we've seen that with the opioid epidemic, that um, people were being prescribed opiates because of surgeries, and then, you know, it kind of went from there. Mm -hmm. So... I think that that's been true and has been proven over the last 20 years. But I also think that more recently, I've seen a lot of um, people coming into services with methamphetamine addiction. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I think just anybody and everybody, we see men, women, every age, every gender, every ethnicity, Mm -hmm. um, they're all coming to services. So over the last year and a half, every thing has been kind of chaotic and crazy and I'm sure there's been kind of a rise in people trying to deal with things. Um, how have community needs changed and how have you and your team kind of pivoted to offer support during this time? Yeah, so I think COVID has affected the way people do everything mm-hmm. um, and our SUD treatment is no different. So I think that obviously when the pandemic first hit, we all had to kind of just pivot and figure it out. But I think that along with that, it's been a kind of a cool thing to see that our clinicians can adapt to different situations and our clients have been adapting to different situations. And so, um, you know, we offer telehealth, but we also offer in person and we're willing to really meet the client where they are. And I think that that was always true for our department, but learning how adaptive we can actually be because of the pandemic has been a really cool thing for both our clinicians and our clients to experience. Just the other day, a client called because they couldn't remember when their appointment was Mm -hmm. and they live an hour away from our office and, you know, they're like, I really need this appointment. And we were able to offer a telehealth appointment in place of that. So I think it's been a really cool thing to see. There's been a lot of hardships from the Mm -hmm. pandemic and a lot of hard things and a lot of increase in drug use and alcohol use. But... We have also seen some cool adaptability things that we've also gotten to do, too. That's great. Our SUD team, like you've described, does a lot of really amazing work. Um, Is there one thing about our SUD treatment services that you think would surprise people? I think I kind of already talked about it, but that it's just anybody. It's Mm -hmm. not a stereotypical person who's living on the street. You know, like Mm -hmm. when you think of the person, like when you think of a quote-unquote addict, Mm -hmm. um, I think that... People who have addiction, who are in recovery, it could be your next door neighbor, it could be your son or daughter, it is literally anyone. And I think that that's really surprising for a lot of people Mm. because Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of stigma attached to people who use drugs and alcohol Mm -hmm. and that's just not the case. Like that stereotypical person that you're thinking of, they are a human and they are someone's daughter, they're someone's mom, they're someone's dad, they're someone's brother. Um, And I think that that's really surprising, which Mm -hmm. is sad to hear, but I think that that's really true. Yeah. How have you seen God moving in the lives of your team and those in our care? 
So God is definitely ever-present in our department. We've gone through a lot of change, a lot of transition, both pandemic and otherwise related in the last few years. And I've just definitely seen his hand in all of it. I think primarily in that we're still seeing clients and we're still getting to do the good hard work with these people. I think our clinicians can struggle because of secondary trauma and other Mm -hmm. things that they experience with this really hard population. But I think that it's really cool that we get to rely on God and his and unending grace and his mercy and his love. And so getting to have those conversations with our staff and if our clients are open to it with our with our clients as well has been our saving grace. Mm -hmm. Really. Mm -hmm. Is there a client story that you'll never forget? I think there's a lot. Mm -hmm. For sure, there's a lot. Um, When I worked in the FET program in Muskegon, there are women in that program that I will absolutely never forget, and I I got to walk through a lot of hard things with them. Can you explain what the FET program is? Yeah, so our FET program is a program for women who have minor children, who uh, the Medicaid population, um, and they have to have a diagnosed substance use disorder. Okay. So... We're working with moms in Mm -hmm. Muskegon. Um, And I'm trying to think if there's, like, one in particular. There's a ton that are at the tip of my tongue. But one in particular, she was working so hard to get her kids back and just kept falling on, like, this roadblock and that roadblock. And um, that team was able to walk with her to successfully reunite with her family. Mm -hmm. Um, And they are all together today and thriving, and she's sober and it's been really cool. She'll check in with us occasionally oh, that's and, sweet. you know, just be like, how are you guys? No. <laughs> like, oh, wait, this is not. <laughs> um, but another story, just even as recently as this week, I was filling in our, in our MAT clinic, which is a clinic for people who struggle with opiate use disorders. Mm-hmm. And we offer medicated assisted treatment in the form of Suboxone or Sublocade and Sublocade is an injection Um, that helps manage cravings and triggers and that kind of a thing. Um, And he was telling me how Sublocade has changed his life Mm. um, and how he wakes up in the morning and he doesn't, he's not worried about where his next fix is coming from. He is just excited to start the day and to be a dad and to go to work. Um, And he was giving me unending praises about his clinician and how his clinician has really helped him change the way that he's thinking about things and overcoming things. So that was another really cool story from this week. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. How cool that you get to see, like, the fruits of your, you know, labor. You know, sometimes with, you know, therapy things, you don't always see the payoff necessarily right away. But how cool you get to see those Yeah, a lot. Changes. I think a lot of times you don't see the payoff because they stop coming or maybe they relapse and then you don't hear from them. Um, but the good hard work that the clinician has been doing with the client definitely goes with the client for years. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to hear that in real time. Yeah. Uh, providing support and treatment for people who are navigating mental and behavioral health challenges can be really heavy sometimes. Like you've mentioned, it's hard work. What has brought you joy or given you hope recently? I guess those couple of stories probably could be added to the list. Yeah, for sure. That story from Tuesday was definitely one. But I think just seeing our staff and the passion that they have for their jobs and for helping people and getting to be a part because I supervise so much of the department and I kind of have my hand in a lot of things. I get to see a wide range of successful stories and, and clinicians coming together to support each other and to support clients and 
um, you know, like watching clinicians go to court to support their clients in both good times and in bad times. Um, it brings me a lot of joy to see the good work that our staff are doing with these mm-hmm. with these people. If someone is has a loved one who is dealing with substance use or they themselves are struggling, what should they do? How can they get connected to treatment and support? Yeah, give us a call. Um, we're always happy to talk on the phone with anybody who thinks that they might be experiencing it themselves or a loved one might be experiencing it them for you know for that individual um, we're happy to talk through that on the phone we're happy to do you know a brief screen or an assessment to see if it's needed we can point you in the direction of other resources if we're not right for that situation um, but just give us a call we're happy to talk through anything and you know really offer support over the phone or in person if needed well, that's great advice Carrie. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing a bit of your Wedgwood story and your expertise with us today. We appreciate your dedication to providing the treatment and services that are both excellent and full of grace. So glad you could join us today. Thanks for having me. If you or a loved one are dealing with substance use, you do not have to walk alone. Wedgwood's comprehensive, holistic continuum of care can meet you where you are. Our team of compassionate clinicians, case managers, and recovery coaches offer support, expertise, and grace that lead to meaningful change. You can learn more and get connected to services by visiting our website or calling our intake lines. Links and numbers will be available in the episode description. Curious about our services? Visit us at wedgwood.org, W-E-D-G-W-O-O-D, and find us on our social media at wedgwoodcs. Or shoot us an email at hello at wedgwood.org. We would love to be a part of your story. Until next time, these are Wedgwood's Coffee Break Conversations.